actually creating something without having to actually build it physically. You can build it in others' minds. Okay? And so what happens with this is, is that where all this comes from, okay, because we're at the end of time now. Hello. And it's not the end of the time like the doomsday revelation. It's at the end of the point that we even consider time as a factor. And that's how gravity gets canceled. So does ideas of space. And that's why, you know, we see all this darkness, but what happens when everything comes together? So I'll tell you right now that the ones that are clinging to this, they're clinging to this as if it's the last that they have. What CERN is really doing, and I didn't talk about this last show because just so many people were drilling on it, they didn't, they didn't get it. So I just kind of sit back and see who's going to get it because if somebody gets it, that means I know that they're tapped in. But the final thing that everyone missed out was when you release dark matter. See, that's what they're doing. They're releasing dark matter into the realm. This is like putting an exhaust pipe into someone's window if they're not the kind of being that knows how to be able to deal with that kind of energy because what dark matter is is it's energy that needs it's in desperate need of being recycled so those who can turn negative into positive they actually deal with dark matter and these are the most powerful if you want to just put it on that kind of scale it's like those who can turn negative to positive duh they're the most powerful because they can take a horrible situation and then turn it into roses so that that's what we're talking about as far as converters and beings that actually consume energy see our our bacterias they do that already that's the frequency of what we're talking about you can identify that it exists because you have millions of organisms that actually do that so what we're talking about though is is that at the end of Ouroboros's tail which is that old serpent juggern what they're talking about is a being in specific that we can't even really isolate ourselves from because all is self. So it's just best to understand the story because if you don't understand the story and the tale, you can't get out of the maze. You need to actually go through doing there. And you know, in this, like I said, this is the end of this whole imprisonment with time and gravity. And that's why, but in the end, this is like, you know, it dies a die hard. <laughs> you see what, what this thing is like the part of us, okay, because I don't want to isolate it as something separate. It's the part of us that fears the change. This is what we're dealing with. It embody, it's embodying that. And then rather than people face that center of the minotaur, or the minotaur in the center of the labyrinth, they just as soon stay on the outskirts, walk down these paths that don't go anywhere except for to another wall. Sometimes there's a trap door there. You see, some, this is important. Like when you're going through the maze, going through your mind, there are perils. You could actually go down one corridor and they never see, we never see you again. The person can completely get stuck on a path, think that that path is what's going to take them to whatever they think the next level or whatever they whatever kind of concepts they're stuck with so the thing is, is remember <laughs> that how this starts to how this the reason this. why because that's the source that's the source of the creation of the physical world is that the dividing or dying god was backing itself up 
on the physical plane, meaning this is, th this is when this idea comes about, and you can see how it happens. When we start to think about, well, all this stuff that we learned, where are we going to keep it? Because if, if, we, if we're going to go back to where we came from before, should all this be lost? So I'm sure there was a whole council meeting about this. And obviously the decision was the physical bodies would be created. Through sides of it, the demurge also is very useful for taking away the illusion. Like when some crazy stuff happens, we start sobering up. Uh, maybe this is not where I want to really be unless we're going to really work as a collective and these folks are not going to be slaving us because it's like 1%. Maybe this is not where I really, uh, maybe I don't need to be as, as like well, in my situation I'm talking about specifically not watching over every single thing, even all of these websites and they're all their updatings and all that stuff on a consistent basis because if someone hacks the site and takes the mail server, then it's going to cause issues with people even getting notifications that they've been accepted to the site. You see what I mean? So what I'm saying is something that seems dark, this person hacked me, just like we were saying earlier today, becomes great for removing the illusion that we don't need to protect ourselves. You see what I mean? Or at least set up the defense, right? So this is why that how it's, they say it's a forked tongue, meaning that it actually has two sides. One side sounds pleasing, and then the other side sounds uh, di uh, uh, what am I looking for? The word that you basically, I don't even know the other bad word anymore, but it sounds displeasing, okay? We'll just put it like that. We'll put a D in front of it. Because anytime you put a D in front of something or a half of a circle, it takes away from it. So this is what the word pairing, if you have two Ds, you put them together and you create a complete circle. That's three D. The reason why it becomes 3D is the merging of those two Ds creates something else, another dimension, another aspect or a way to look at things. And then now once you have that new aspect of looking at things, now you're on the top, you're in the center. So you can look easily at Cain and Abel, black and white, God and the devil, and all the other dualistic forces, but they will have no power over you. And this is the opening song. DJ Bird. <laughs> you tweeted, you mean it. You tweeted, you mean it. You tweeted, you mean it. Don't try to get out of here. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You Tweeted You Mean Did. I am your host, Lord Byron, also known as Byron Broussard, aka Black Rocker, also known as Lord Black Rocker on Instagram, which is uh, still out of service at this moment. I still have not got my Instagram back, but it is in progress, I guess. Uh, eventually I'll be on Instagram. Anyway, uh, this is You Tweeted, You Mean It, episode 82, Strawberry. Um, welcome in. I have a guest today with me, uh, New Orleans comedian, 
that I met not too long ago. Really cool guy named AJ Bell. Hey, happy to be here. Cool. Welcome <laughs> in. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Well excited. Cool. Looking forward to this. Nice. Happy to, happy to see it. Happy to see the process happen. Yep, yep, yep. It's a very simple process. I like how fun. simple you keep it. <laughs> it's like bare bones. I'm, yeah. I'm the type that gets really complicated really fast. Oh, I love doing like the simplest thing, like just the less amount of pieces, the better. Like it's it's great. I agree with that method. <laughs> you have a a new podcast that I'm thinking of starting, and it's gonna be like uh, I got this little recorder thing that you can plug mics into, so you could like record live shows. Right. So like. I'm just gonna use that recorder and like that's just gonna be the podcast this is a live show so it's like real simple shit and like oh, really? just one machine yeah dude nice I mean you think it's still gonna be like here a live show you mean like show I don't know like uh, a show like in a bar or I don't wanna do it in a bar just like a, a place with a stage that's away from the bar so like the live show isn't interrupted by people walking in and out and shit. Right. That would be weird. Yeah. Something that has something separate from the bar, like an area. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Lost Love has a little separate place, and the Voodoo Lounge has a separate. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Bruce Ray has that too. I don't know if you've been okay. There. Like back patio is all segregated from everything else. Is nice. True. And. I hadn't thought about that one. That would actually be like a cool spot. Yeah. To I haven't uh, gone to any venues and asked about doing the show yet. Really? But it's like in the last legs of production. Okay. Like I've got the idea down and like... I mean, Bar Redux wouldn't put you up? They would, but I don't want to do it there. Uh, although that would be another cool spot. I mean, there's a bunch of places around. I'm sure if you look enough, you'll find something. Because yeah. there's just too many. <laughs> I'm sure you know that. For sure. Actually, Bar Redux. I don't even know why I didn't think about Bar Redux. <laughs> it's it's kind of messed up. You, did, you really didn't think about Bar Redux? No. <laughs> I mean, they uh, <laughs> they did recently uh, like improve their stage. The stage is a little bigger now. Yeah. That was one of the main problems. Because I want to have like a, a round table and like me and two other comics right. and like a round table discussion and when we e whenever we get to a topic where a comedian has a joke about like something we're talking about they can like challenge the rest of us to rock paper scissors for the chance to go on the mic and say their joke oh, okay and if they lose whoever wins gets to like just make up a joke about the topic instead of the comedian getting to tell their joke oh nice so eventually it's probably going to end up being like a, a passive aggressive fight for the the guest comics to do their sets right <laughs> where like if they don't win they just don't get to you don't do anything so. yeah. <laughs> or, I, I gotta like that idea I do like it where um i mean when you have like prompts like okay we're talking about this and then when you let them like free form think and then go into a bit it's like we're talking yeah. about this anybody got like thoughts they want to hit the mic with or then get into everybody's deeper thoughts about it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, oh no, solid idea, dude. I can't wait to see it manifested. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get into Twitter talk. What are your views on Twitter? On Twitter? Uh, like the, the platform itself? Yep, yep. 
Uh, you know, it's it's another shouting voice in the noise <laughs> for me. I stayed away from like social media stuff for a long time. So okay, having having like the drama and the mess that goes on is a. Uh, Keeping that away from me was like the objective, but like doing comedy, I got into it more. But Twitter specifically is just a shitstorm I don't think I'm ready for yet. <laughs> just specifically because of like how it's the main communicator for it, like with the whole, you know, government and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. You mean like Trump on, on Twitter and shit? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing some shit. Uh, Trump, like Kanye's losing his mind too now. Like, I don't, yeah. I, it, it seems like interesting, but I'm going to watch from a distance at this point. But I don't know. Is it, I, I see it as an effective uh, form of communication for people and socializing. So it's only a matter of time. Like, yeah. I, I have a begrudging, like, ah, I don't want to, but I'm going to have to. I remember it was like three months ago or something you got on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like like two three months ago. <laughs> yeah, shit's and cool though. <laughs> it, yeah, it's all right. Like it wasn't as bad as I thought. There was just way too many. Like the fake news thing is definitely there. I'm like, wow, that's yeah, it's way too much of that. Everybody's passing around weird ass articles with like no, no sources and shit. Yeah, and then some of them are satire, satirical articles, and and I'm like, are you sharing this? Like seriously? Like, yeah, most people are. <laughs> they, they don't, they're not no context of like here's some satire for you guys just like nope <laughs> and they they have the title just close enough to where like you can take it seriously it sounds like it, um, just enough to be like if you're stupid you can you can fall for that hell yeah yeah the onion's famous for that <laughs> and then the onion's also famous for being like a comedian thing <laughs> but like people still <laughs> post onion articles like look at this <laughs> and it's like no, that's satire. <laughs> like that's famously been known for satire for years. <laughs> People are still like, "Oh, look at this article." Yeah, for sure. And that's, I don't know. There's there's downsides and upsides, but that's one I'm like, ah, that can be better. That can be better. Yeah. Social media is some shit. But I guess it's more of a people problem than a social media problem. People need to true. be discerning. True. True. I like to use Twitter. Uh, I started it probably a few years ago, and it was during a time I didn't have a lot of people to talk to on Twitter. Right. So like it just ended up being uh, me just saying random stupid shit that I couldn't really say on Facebook because I didn't want people I actually knew to see it. <laughs> right. So it's like these random people can see this shit and like. My uh, thing is called Black Rocker, and it's literally a picture of a rocking chair. Oh, <laughs> like it's like I, I have my. So picture. if you can, if you, I have my name up there. Black Rocker. <laughs> nice. I have my name on my profile at some point, maybe like a yeah, my email. Yep, there it is. Nice. But everything is pretty much like sort of anonymous, not really like proclaiming to be anybody important or anything right just a fucking black rocking chair with opinions <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the obscurity of it yeah like it, it's <laughs> there's definitely an account I can see like people just stumbling upon and yeah and how many followers do you have uh 935 yeah dude put in work Jesus yeah I uh started 
like attempting to get followers maybe like three years ago I was at like 200 and then like I started like tweeting celebrities and like tweeting just fucking uh, like reviews of music and shit reviews of TV shows and like movies and shit so like I'd, I'd give my uh, personal opinion on that shit and like followers just like ended up coming along and then also tweeting a bunch of like uh, esoteric like knowledge and shit like that's what it got me most of my followers and then a lot about bots and stuff but it's like I don't know these followers <laughs> and it's, it's it's been like a year and I've been at 900 for like a whole year <laughs> like right. I haven't changed what I'm doing but like just the the outcome has changed right and it's it's weird yeah I can definitely I've been in like a similar process that I can relate to what you said because I bet this up to similar where like I was on a platform and I got like way more followers than once I put in like the effort and everything and then followers started to surround me and I was like ah I'm just doing this I don't tell these people I'm just doing yeah. this and it just plateaued out and I'm like ah I'm still just doing me. If y'all are gonna stick around, cool. Yeah. Like I don't know if you watch anime. There's a perfect metaphor for this in anime, but basically, one dude's like with ten thousand people is like, nah, y'all are good. Like I'm, I'm gonna do me, and they're like, no, nah, we're coming with you. I'm like, ah, oh, good. <laughs> but that's how it is. Yeah. So I felt. But it was a weird situation to be in. Yeah, but I really disliked the plateau moment because I was, I was like, amped up about reaching a thousand. I got to 950, and I was like, yeah, that was like last year, and now I'm under 950. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so like, I just lose followers <laughs> Wait, so wait, what do you think is like responsible for like the... the... I have no idea. <laughs> well, also, Twitter is like infamous for having a lot of bots. Yeah. Like, a lot of bots just go around, but... They have a shitload of bots. Actually, I found a... Uh, people who make bots like I think Jeff Gauthier has a bot like he made some type of Twitter bot that tweets like things he would like or something and like there are people who make Twitter bots that tweet like uh, weird shit I don't know I don't know how they make Twitter bots or like how they decide what they're tweeting yeah. but it's it's pretty interesting yeah, technology like and shit at least I mean <laughs> I, I sort of like how the word bot in with something malicious like just like with the context of it but at least his isn't something I've seen out trying to describe democracy <laughs> he like I, I trust a bot who Jeff Gauthier's at him that'd be a, a cool bot hip hip bot uh, it'd be a dope bot and I'd be like you, you cool with Jeff I think that's a good bot so uh, yeah. comedy how's comedy going uh, it's going pretty well. My writing is developing, and that's all I can really ask for. Cool. Yeah. How about you? Uh, it's going all right. Uh, just doing whatever, honestly. <laughs> but uh, here uh, you're moving to, is it Austin? Yep. Austin, Texas. You going to school and shit? Yep. For my art. And then I'm going to use the art skills to bring on my writing. Cool. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. We'll see what happens. Indeed. Um, well, anybody in Austin, watch out for AJ Bell and shit. Coming through, about to wreck shit. 
I'll, I'll be in there. I'll see what happens. Hell yeah. I, I, I visited Austin uh, a couple months ago. It was dope. I loved it. Cool. Loved it. So uh, we'll, we'll see if it stays the same, you know, three months from now. You, you don't know what could happen. <laughs> True. I don't think I've been to, like, Austin for, like, uh, <coughs> quite a while. I've probably been there before, but I don't remember exactly what it's what it's like and shit. I mean, I know there's a like an improv scene down there. I know there's comedy and shit. It has really a strong like uh, culture scene, but except like it doesn't have its own culture. It's just like a bunch of cultures are just there. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just mixing and mingle, but it's like that's the culture. It's just like that's know. cool. It's like a quilt stitched from a bunch of different shit because they have like you know. Not like jazz, like in New Orleans, like music that metal and rock and pop and like okay. hip hop out, out there. Like their music scene strong, their art scene and every performance scene is strong, like hip hop, all that comedy. Nice. It's all strong. And it's awesome. People who are outdoorsy, they got a lot of stuff that. I don't know. I'm interested to see like what, what kind of person I'll be at the end of that. Oh, <laughs> a place yeah. like Austin. What kind of place that'll turn me into. It would be interesting. You plan on like visiting New Orleans and shit when you're in Austin? Cool. Of course. Probably like every three months. Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna mention the the uh, video we played. I gotta gotta cite my sources and shit. Forget to do that. Uh, video in the beginning was the key maker the frequency of gravity seven bomar on tfr radio 10 17 2015 it's fucking i was about to do the math on how long ago that was but then i really just like backed off math is hard <laughs> probably like three years i'm guessing five six seven eight yes three Huh. <laughs> you got intimidated by the math. Yeah, it did. I, I have those moments <laughs> where like someone needs like a quick math problem, and I'm like, ah, you know what? Never mind. Like, <laughs> Simple math. Let me pull out my calculator. <laughs> like, I might, my head will clean up for a second, and then I'll just relax back. Like, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah, but the, I like the uh, the dates and stuff with this shit because it's like three years ago. I mean. Well, I was fucking with time and shit, but it's like the idea that people knew like this high class of knowledge and shit, like in the past and shit is like fucking. It's weird because like it's like these days it's like what are they doing now then? If like somebody was on that four <laughs> years ago, what's happening now? Uh, have you just like read into this? Oh, uh, this is a person I listen to a shitload. A uh, uh, guy named Seven Bomar. Okay. I actually played this specifically because the tweets have to do with like the uh, he was mentioning the demurge, the demiurge I call it, and uh, time and shit, and uh, pathways and the labyrinth and shit like that. Like that's pretty much what my tweets are about, but not not exactly. Right. But like they all correlate and shit. Interesting. Interesting. Well, this is a good time for me to pick your brain about all that then. So. You you come from a really interesting like realm of thought, like that I've been meaning to actually get into. If you had to, because a lot of people, my idea about like our truths is that everyone, 
we all have the same one, but everyone like has a different way of processing it. And we all call it different things. What would you call like this from the school of thought? If, if there's already a word for it, and I just don't know, but mm, I don't. I, w I would call it like all itself or whatever, like that. That's like the easiest like indicator of like the the actual like encompassing the actual knowledge or whatever. Because it's like a bunch of complicated ideas and philosophies and stuff that all just fit together right. into like all itself or whatnot. And like, I've actually teased the idea of coming up with like a scale of how to, to not like rate people, but like see what wavelength people are on. Like, I have like enlightenment is like the top, not the top, but like. I don't know what the base is yet. <laughs> I guess normal. Normal. <laughs> normal and then enlightened and then after that is like a zombie. And then you have Time Lord and then all itself. Okay. So like this is like a like a level thing, but if, if it was like a true level it would have more on the bottom than like just the top and shit. So I haven't like exactly balanced the scale but it's like a work in progress, but yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I mean, that's well. You said you haven't balanced the scale yet, so. But uh, do you still like kind of test it out with people? Like you, you head out and then like, what would that person fall? Yeah, I uh, do it with celebrities mostly. Okay, so like, give me some celebrities. Where they at? Kanye reaching enlightenment. <laughs> yep, he's reaching enlightenment. Uh, Jaden Smith, uh, zombie, uh, Willow Smith. I'd say zombies like leaning towards Time Lord, and uh, they have what's his um, I'm reading the book, The Exegesis of Philip K. Dick, okay. who's like a science fiction writer. He was Time Lord, and like that was it's really cool. It's like a fucking legitimate book, but it's long as fuck. And it's on audiobook. It's like a hundred something hours. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh God, no. <laughs> Yeah, and like this guy's all his self. Um, they have a guy named Brother Panic who's all his self, and that's about like celebrities and shit. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, people are out there doing shit. Sometimes I don't like see it or whatever or judge, but. I have judged those peoples. Hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. What do I fall? I uh, recently at that at the party we Wait. were at before. Yeah, so that let's let's run the gambit. I want to see what you think of everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, James Jermaine. Reaching enlightenment. Reaching enlightenment. Okay. Kyle Smith. Uh, Kyle's more towards normal than enlightenment. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Kamari. About the same as Kyle. That's what I think. Um, I guess I could just want to be young funny, Geneva. She's 
like a little past enlightenment. <laughs> a little bit past enlightenment. Yeah, not exactly a zombie, but yeah. Hmm. Um, beat up. Hard to place on the scale. Maybe like close to enlightenment too. I would have said normal. <laughs> But I don't maybe. know. He's he's got his shit together. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely has his shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's like older, so like, you know, wise and shit. <laughs> With age comes like experience and shit. Yeah, he 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 has his like thought process together. He has his whole business like together. Like he he's yeah. very much a focused person and a go getter. Go getter. Yeah, for sure. Um. Let's see. Who else? Uh, whew, Michael Grimm. <laughs> he's he's reached enlightenment. Enlightenment? Yeah, through psychedelics, but he's reached it. I feel like they've gotten a lot of people there. Yeah. Well, it should be Leap. Alright. I just can't think of any more people who have, like, see you closely in a right with. She was just the same. John Reynolds. Uh, close to normal. Close to normal? Like, enlightenment, normal shit. Like, in the, the middle path, the rest of the most people. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Alright. Well, then, where'd you place me? You're talking um, about the party? What party were we at? At a Camille's party. Oh, okay. He, like, I get the vibe like I had before my time loop or whatever. I don't even know where I was on the scale during that shit. Yeah. I was like, I guess that's like reaching enlightenment, but it's like still like above normal and shit. So it's, it's like, I don't know, man. Reaching enlightenment. All right. I'm on path. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> In the middle of enlightenment. <laughs> on the path and shit. <laughs> Nah, it's it's cool. I like the path and shit. It's uh, I had a weird ass version of the path, but I I think that helped me continue through it and shit. And like, I tried to explain that in my stand up sets that I'm gonna play, and like it did not translate at all. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> I was trying to explain like I, how I hated the physical and shit, but it, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> So you just said that it, it like weirdly appeals to me like hate hate the physical because I feel like it's just well for me personally I feel like it's just living it's just, it is ah. <laughs> like something has to like move and like actually happen it can't just be instantaneous or yeah. I don't know whatever like quantum it is like when two particles get quantum entangled and then like one gets affected and the other one immediately happens like that transfer of information why can't it just happen fluidly from my consciousness yeah, it's a it's a weird thing but uh, practicing causality is a way to do that shit like uh, cause and effect and shit like the not the bare bones of it, but the idea. Well, I wrote it in my book, the uh, Your Dirty Nigger Soul. Okay. With like, I uh, tried to explain like a person can stop time and start over using causality. 
not using causality to stop time, but like using your mind or whatever, just to be like, okay, this moment, restart. Now everything from this moment forward will be caused by me. And like, that's how you put yourself in like the driver's seat of causality. And, but it's, it's like taking credit for a lot of shit. So like, if you put yourself in the driver's seat, you'd have to be ready to take credit for like anything and everything that happens. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's like a weird, uh, weird thing, but that it, it gets you on the path of like the quantum entanglement where the shit happens directly correlated to thoughts and shit. Right. Huh. Well, practicing causality. You don't have to give it a whirl. Because I want to get past this. It's cool. I, uh, I mean, I have a ways to go <laughs> before I get there, but I mean. Hey, time is relative. <laughs> <laughs> time it's, and space and shit. It's all relative. To yeah. me. It's all relative. Yeah, it's just context and relativity. Hell yeah. It's like, uh, try to, try to think of more like explanation on on views and shit um well we were uh I'm not sure how we jumped from that topic to the but I still didn't like it delve deep enough into your twitter so like um is that just like mainly what you use it for just uh just black rocker yeah and, um, documenting was, shit your uh, random thoughts in the podcast Yep, I uh, use it pretty much as like a magician's journal, but also just a bunch of other random shit. Hmm. And it's like a way to keep tabs on myself. Okay. Maybe like set goals or like, I don't know, hold myself to my words more. Okay. Instead of just like thinking shit, I can write it down and make it public. And then I feel like I have to fulfill it now that it's public and shit right now that you've told a group of people yeah yeah putting yourself under the fire yeah yeah, yeah. I've definitely had to see that before I mean it's a good motivator when like there's the risk of and like hey you said you were gonna do this it's said 900 people yeah yeah exactly yeah not for sure but um I mean like how cause I'm trying to wrap my mind around like how where this stuff fits into people's lives like what I like about Twitter is that you can like sort of it condenses the world like down to like pretty much it's like bears bones of like you can c- communicate to anyone pretty much yeah. on Twitter you can just pretty much communicate to anybody yeah you could just like at them and then yeah they they get a notification about and everything and it's like don't even have to follow them to do it <laughs> nope you, you can you can literally like talk shit to the world yeah companies like companies who are Twitter you can tweet that company and be like hey Burger King fuck you and they might tweet back that's real cool that we live in it a is. society that <laughs> one dude everything's accessible <laughs> yeah that's insane to me that oh man I I do like having a pill for Twitter in that sense like I I want to like have <laughs> Sort of like that stands in the world because like if you have a voice on Twitter, literally the world is listening. <laughs> yeah. Like you can talk to someone like if you're big enough and like have conversation like just that like just in public kind of. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I uh, 
actually am like I'm hoping that doesn't happen for me to where like the world listens <laughs> right because like that would be it would cause like more uh, like a interference with my my own thought because right. I'd, I'd have to well I don't have to but I would be driven to like care about what everybody else is saying or thinking instead of like just my clear thoughts like right no uh, interruptions or impediments well yeah the knowledge that you have the world listening will probably like affect what it is you're thinking yeah. when you know that the entire world yeah I definitely see that but I mean I don't want like the world listening either I mean if I had like literally the world's attention I'd, I'd try to get in the best messages I can but yeah at that point I wouldn't have like any personal shit to say it's like ah the world's listening but yeah, I don't know what was wrong with that. There was something else there, but it fell out. Indeed. Uh, how about I play a set? Yeah. I don't know. Let's see if I can figure out what place this is. A six minute set on May 10th. And there's also another May 10th one for eight minutes. May 10th. So, two sets in a night. I'm gonna say that was... Wednesday? I'm thinking Wednesday, but I don't know how I could have done five minutes and 39 seconds on Carrollton. Hmm. That would be insane. <laughs> Uh, or maybe Dragon's Den. Maybe Dragon's Den. Actually, yeah, I think that is what it is. This is a uh, Thursday. Okay. Yep. Yeah, uh, Dragon's Den and Howlin' Wolf. Yeah. And then May 11th, which would be Friday. That's uh, it's gonna be Babylon Mike. Cool. Babylon. Oh, is that Blacks? Uh, Kyle Smith. It was uh, his last, his last open mic at a Metairie bar called Babylon. Oh, that was the last one, the last show. Yep, he's doing uh, book shows now there. Yeah. And I'll be hosting the uh, the first one. Holy shit! Nice, <laughs> Dad. I'll be there. Cool. It'll be interesting. I haven't hosted in quite a while, and I enjoy hosting because I like setting weird moods. <laughs> 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 like comedians having to go up in the weird mood oh. <laughs> just like sap all the energy out and then like okay it's your turn <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never seen you host that'd be interesting <laughs> um, alright so Dragon's Den it's probably going to be a weird set Wait, let me uh Introduce the cards. I have with me the Toth deck okay. as to Crowley. Have you messed with tarot cards before? I'm not in depth, really. They're pretty fun. Like, uh, like I was talking about causality or whatever. Mm-hmm. They uh, they helped me with like the game of causality, where like I could flip a card and then I say like hey, this goes towards this or whatever, and uh, it's just I don't know. It's fun for me. Okay. It's messing around with like spiritual shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to flip a card for the opening for uh, the seven Bomar. 
uh, YouTube video, see what the Toth deck thinks about that. Okay. We flip Virtue, Three of Wands. Wands are like a fiery creative force. So that's pretty cool. Is that three of wands? Holy shit. Three wands? Yeah, for virtue. Okay. A virtuous video. Alright. Well, we'll see the virtue. Let's, let's hear it. Hell yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs>
time I listen to the sets I record. No, holy shit. <laughs> you don't post them on uh, Black Rocker? Or was that just like a no identity type of thing? It was just like... Uh, I mean, I posted through this podcast. Oh, right, right. Yep, so like if I'm ever wondering like my old material and shit, I have to like listen to a podcast to get to it. <laughs> just like buried in random information and <laughs> random talking or you just save them dude <laughs> or maybe you like the the trip because I, I don't, I don't want to save them i did have one saved at one time like I had like three or four sets saved and i think i had broke the phone or something weird to where i needed a new one i don't know Yep, but now is the uh, traditional tarot card flip about the set. What did the Alistair Crowley told that think about that set? Uh, we flip worry, the five of discs, physical worry. What is that just uh, uh the discs are usually body cards and or physical shit. Okay. Uh so 
worry maybe corresponding to like I have no idea (laughs) (laughs) is it like the plates represent like body stuff you said yeah and worry that doesn't sound good yep bodily worry I mean like uh, I could account it to like the set where I was worried about like uh, my interactions with gods and shit also worried about trying to explain what I'm doing and it not going well but I mean the set went well my my like idea that I was trying to get across did not but like the set went well you didn't execute your intentions. <laughs> exactly. An eight minute set. Um thinking how did this set go? I think it killed. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, this is the set I did my uh, truth bit, like not believing in truth. This is the closest I've come to explaining my current situation through okay. bits, <laughs> explaining life through jokes. There's like three people. No, two two civilians. Paul Joseph, his friend. And James, oh. like that's the whole crowd. Yeah. <laughs> like I do this after the. Oh, I do that, Sambo. I like this. It's pretty legit. Um, when I talk on stage, it's a uh, awesome. That is really cool. I can feel like the bass. Like in my chest and shit. Like that's pretty cool. Like, you feel like some bass, but like the steady bass, like a humble bass. Like I've been thinking like I should listen to tones and shit, you know? Like they have those videos and tones on YouTube. Like I wasn't into doing it until I got back just now. Like that was cool. I was like, oh man, our tone's like this. And fuck, I'm into it. Get like some huge speakers in my room. But I'm fucking bass. <laughs> Meditating my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, I'm stuck between talking about. Like, they don't have everything going on. You know, those commercials are crazy. Like, 
outside the empty spaces. It's like if you can think about something that you can kind of like, it's a thought, and like that means it's yours and shit. So like even thoughts and shit that you learn, they're all like yours. So like identify as all of that shit, you know? Like with the zombie thing, you know? If you believe you're one person, why not believe you're every person, you know? Go big or go home, you know what I'm saying? One person the best. Oh, but on the outside, I want to identify as something different than that. You know, I want to identify as uh, everything ever. Yeah, the simple everything ever. You know, because like I don't need those atoms or whatnot. Everything's made of atoms. If my atoms are made of strings or something, and if I'm the strings, then I'm the strings. You know what I'm saying? Is that right? <laughs> If I'm the strings, <laughs> you know, so just as, as an individual, individually, I want to identify as everything and nothing, you know? And I feel like as a people, if we all each identify as everything and nothing, we can solve racism. Interesting. I wouldn't call that extremely funny, but it was <laughs> it was a comedy set. <laughs> it definitely was a comedy set. <laughs> I found it more interesting than funny. But you know, that's how comedy is. <laughs> it is. It's a rough business. Rough, rough business. <laughs> it's rough, rough, rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting fucked by comedies <laughs> in the, that bit I like or in that set I did my old truth bit but like I made it more relevant to nah I didn't make it relevant to anything I just did the truth bit but then after that I moved into my identifying as like everything and nothing which I think is a funny joke but it's like it has to be in like a an audience where like a I could do this thing where I set up like a a low and a high vibration thing like a I go low and then high which is pretty much just talking shit about myself and then sounding smart so I like to I like to appear dumb then smart then dumb then smart yeah. usually in sets and like that one works well if I'm doing that to where I'm, I sound dumb just like explaining how I'm everything and nothing, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like an actual concept, and right. He, <laughs> it works well with like a an audience, a large audience, right. But when it's intimate moments, it just sounds like I'm just explaining. <laughs> <laughs> Your spirit explaining. He is. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't know. I feel like larger audiences. Are definitely like more attentive. Like if you have a large audience and you have a microphone, I feel like people are less likely to talk for some reason. Yeah. As opposed to where it's like if it's like a medium-sized audience, and a bar is like 
you get chatter if people don't listen. Yeah. is true. Going to ask the Tough Deck about this set. What you think about this set? Ask Crawler Tote that. What's going on? We get Physical Wealth, number 10 of Discs. Or actually just Wealth, number 10 of Discs, which is like physical shit for me. Alright, good. Alright, you're gonna be rich. Yeah. Just keep doing that set. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I'm gonna take that to be. I somewhat got my idea across. Okay. Somewhat. In like a wealthy way. <laughs> that seemed like a positive sign. Yeah, better than worry. Yeah. Well, now you gotta worry about it with all that wealth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one more set, which is me mumbling instead of doing those two bits. <laughs> I kind of feel like those two bits kind of worked a little bit. And so the next set I did, which is the next day at Babylon, mm -hmm. I was like, I can't just do those sets. I have to, I have to get in depth. I can't just do the same sets over again. And like it came out uh, a little bit like this. All right. <laughs> Spiritual path, if you may. 
start spiritually. Yeah, it started with uh, you know a little a little fear of the government, a little fear of the police. It was you know a nice mixture of things that made me study black people. You know, and as I studied black people, I got into spiritualism. But I thought all that shit was like weird, you know? Like I never wanted to be like a psychic or whatever. Cause I thought that was too physical, you know? Like there are people out there who can do psychic shit, but I'm like, that's boring. Get to the spiritual shit, you know? Like the fucking physical is boring as shit. It's hard to explain. Honestly, right now I'm watching a video of a guy snowboarding in slow motion, and it's pretty fucking legit. It's like calming, honestly. It's like tranquil. It's over now. He's like going up and down the half pipe in like slow motion. Like, they're talking about listening and shit, and I'm like, no. 
cheesecake or whatever, that shit's dumb. God damn it, is it fun? What's, 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 what's? I have all these jokes about the shit that I've gone through and shit, like right now I'm trying to like structure them into explaining myself. You ever explain yourself through jokes? Man, that shit's weird. <laughs> I had this point in life where I was a usurper, you know? I would just go and I would just usurp shit, anything, gods, you know, ideas, concepts, people. Just usurping everything, bringing it into myself and shit. And I started to have visions. I had visions and I went to these different worlds and shit. I wasn't even on drugs, completely sober, having these goddamn visions. <laughs> That's a weird commercial Snoop Dogg, all us talking about visions. That's pretty cool. It's a trippy, trippy Snoop Dogg commercial. Um, I had these visions, it was in the dark sea, I call it the black sea or whatever. And like, there were these monsters there, and I met these monsters, and when I met them, I was in fear or whatnot. So my immediate reaction was to just like, start chopping heads off and shit, consuming them. You know, I was like, get out of here, monsters. You're just a part of me or whatever. I cleared the whole black sea of all the monsters, I ate them all, and it's, it's,
off my chest and shit more than like doing comedy <laughs> yeah it felt very uh sort of confessional dish yeah yeah i liked it that cute yeah it's always interesting getting deep as long as it yeah i've had a lot of cool sets like that at babylon yeah so it's kind of sad that it's it's uh, not gonna be a mic anymore but it's Tooth thick, what we think about that one? Hey, oh man, it's still a disc. Oh. <laughs> princess of discs. This is a princess. Oh, I, I recently went to a website and found out what like the knights and the princesses and the and the shits are. It's okay. like a. So this one most likely. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like uh, the knights and stuff represent like different sides of the discs. So like princess might be the fire version of earth or something like that. Okay. Or like the water portion of earth. Hmm. So it would be cool to know which one this is. It's probably fire. So like the creative energy of, you know, physical shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's above my head. I have never had any issues with them, so if you don't want to bother me. It was interesting. It was, it was. Like, uh, I like the idea of connecting my old visions with, like, uh, the newer shit I'm experiencing. Because then it, it keeps, like, a, a synergy and a, like, a... Like it keeps everything together pretty much. So if I if I uh, like isolate a certain part of my path or whatever, then it it like takes away from the rest of it. Really? So like yes. So you you say like even your past past parts can still take away what's going on now. Like yeah. If I if I ignore the past. Right. If I say it's irrelevant, then it'll take away from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but ayahuasca was a big thing for me where I 
Like, I had so many expectations going in, but then I also did not expect to actually have the same experience as everybody else. But, like, I knew that it was a... It's like a thing people talk about. Like, even there's documentaries and shit where they talk about, like, going to different worlds and shit. And, like... But I went in... Yeah, I went into the ayahuasca trip, and it was just, like... It was normal, like fucking meditated meditation state, and like really? the same, <laughs> the same part of my mind I could like daydream in. So it's like the same daydream part. It just took me back to daydreaming, but like, shit, that sounds intense. That <laughs> if that's your level of daydreaming, dude, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess, yeah, I don't know, dude. Probably because you're already like there. Like, he probably, like, the Jimmy Hendrix of Ayahuasca, he just had to, like, <laughs> slit a fucking thing in his forehead and just, like, <laughs> just to get just to get anything to feel. He, I'm uh, really interested in trying to smoke DMT, like, isolated, instead of doing it through Ayahuasca. Yeah. I talked to a comic outside of Siberia one night who talked about, there's vape pens with DMT now. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. Really? There's, yeah. there's really vape ends with that? Wow, I need to talk to him. Yeah. She said it was in California, but like, eventually it's gonna circulate. Like, if it's vape pens of DMT, that's gotta, like, that's gotta make some travel. Damn. You know? It's gotta be in high commodity. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. Yep, so I'm interested to see if that will bring me to a different space than the ones I'm already familiar with. Well, I don't know, you kind of got me interested in that, <laughs> It's fun. Uh, when you do it, you let me know what that does for you. Cool. Because, you know, I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm walking into. Yeah, I mean, like, it's pretty much anything your mind thinks. It sets a picture for it and then, like, a, a place and maybe, like, some characters or some shit. So, like, the first time I did ayahuasca, I thought I was going to experience death or whatever. That's what most people say. They're like, oh, you you feel like you're dying, and then you go out of your body. So I was, like, sitting there waiting and waiting, and then, like, I started to see a waiting room of a hospital with, like, two random people in it, and they were just like, I don't... I think their conversation was about just, like, waiting for that person to come out or something, and... I was like, oh, wait, is this just the experience of death? Just people in a waiting room? <laughs> like, I was like, fuck, this is bullshit. <laughs> people at the hospital like, oh, that nigga died. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, if it wasn't bad enough, I died, and I got to wait. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, this is uh, <laughs> not what I was expecting. And then it already felt like a daydream, so I was like, okay, I'm just watching this daydream. It's like... <laughs> Fucking watching TV. <laughs> some, some random people in a waiting room. <laughs> you were watching a TV show about waiting room. <laughs> that, that sounds so detached. Yeah. And I mean, like, I did do some cool shit with ayahuasca, but it wasn't, like, any level that people usually talk about. Like, I talked to the tree that I made it from. Like, you have to make a tea out of some bark. But, like, that's all shit I do voluntarily. Like, it wasn't, like, <laughs> it wasn't forced upon me. Like, I, did, I wasn't, like, chilling, and then a tree came out of nowhere. I was, like, 
you know what? I made this from the tree, and they talk about you know saying prayers to the tree or whatever, getting good energy from the tree. So I was like, why don't I just talk to the tree? <laughs> you know, and then uh, image of a tree, and then like I was just talking to it, and like it, like so it felt like I was, I was like uh, steering the trip. So it didn't feel like, you know, like anything crazy or anything. Like nothing was happening to you. You were yeah. just doing things. Exactly. Yeah. And then the second time, like, one of the main things with ayahuasca is, like, you throw up or whatever. And you, you get, like, diarrhea or whatever. And, like, um, I took it the second time. And. I like literally invited the tree inside of me because I thought that would, I thought that would bring me like out of the body, a new experience other than daydreaming. Okay. And that time I just didn't throw up. Uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, you invited me inside. I guess you don't have to throw up then. I was like, okay, this is all. <laughs> it's like, god damn it. I guess the next time you're gonna fuck this tree and then I won't have diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. <that'd be> fun. <laughs> There are those nature people who have like sex and like dirt and uh, mud and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tree humpers. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I kind of want to try that. I don't want to like fuck a tree, but like, actually, never mind. Now, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck in the dirt. No, I'm <laughs> scared of bugs and shit. Like. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to discover a new species of like big eating worm while I'm trying to <laughs> by accident. Like, how do you find that out? Uh, don't ask me about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right we flipped the card uh so the tweets uh have to do with all right uh some shit did you have any uh stand up or anything you wanted to um i don't have anything recorded now okay no. tweets are a uh i'm explaining out of body travel which is something I never thought I'd do because when I started, I really kind of hated the physical. Right. And I felt like physical was limiting and shit. So it was like learning about the spiritual path and like that because I wasn't focused on the physical and like gaining powers or like, you know, learning how to manipulate people or anything like that. Because I wasn't on that path, I think it helped me continue through to like the end. But, like, once it got to the end, it was like, oh, the physical matters. Uh. So, like, uh, <laughs> go back <laughs> go back to, like, where I started and shit. And I'm like, okay, now I learned, like, the weird-ass psychic shit and, like, uh, building kundalini and shit. Which is, like, right. kundalini is, like, a fucking, like, it's like a new age word now. Like, everybody talks about, like, kundalini force and, like, kundalini energy. Like, like white people and like <laughs> people with no spiritual background like they're all talking about the shit oh jesus but like i'd like recently very just recently figured out exactly like what i'm doing with it and like i thought i was already past like a lot of shit and then like to realize like there's groundwork still that i could be doing is like pretty much pretty much what the tweets are about right <laughs> So I'm explaining this, this uh, groundwork. These tweets will not be edited. I usually edit spaces out and shit. Oh, okay. Starting with uh, check out my latest podcast, C2E Jimmy, episode 81. 
like the video elemental seven on gnostic gnosis karma radio cardia yeah Gnos gnosis cardia radio finally understood out of body while thinking that the usual image of me leaving me was actually the image of me stationary while I move outwards. Third person view into first person view. I used to think this shit was so dumb. Now I'm building Kundalini and manifested. Now I'm building Kundalini and manifested a vehicle. Hmm. I've tried to meditate this whole statement into revelation. Real, uh, why can't I read right now? I guess that's revelation. Yeah, revelation. Okay. Glasses. <laughs> 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 Tried to meditate this whole statement and revelation out into words, but I'm also listening to a lecture, and it's also real late, and I'm in, and I'm tired. What's known to the people as ASMR is to me pineal activity. Vibration of the brain possibly releasing and or secreting chemicals, whatever it is, I could do it voluntarily and on command. I've also been able to do it since I was a kid, so that coupled with attraction, being turned on, desire. ASMR and sexual desire together, the forces from the lower and the higher come together to build energy. I made sense of what I heard in lectures. Either way, I'm doing. Either way, doing that led me to experimenting with building and staying balanced. Hmm. A big seven Bomar thing is self motivation, being able to turn oneself on. So while driving and listening to my favorite tunes, I decided to attempt to build. The song seemed to put my ASMR on hair trigger, but I was having trouble with my desire. Could not turn myself on. I decided to cheat, think about porn, think about sex, and about touching yourself. I tried my ASMR, I tried and my ASMR stopped. I was using my brain, which was supposed to be ASMRing, to think about things to turn myself on, realizing thought gets in the way, I had to stop. Hmm. How do I turn myself on? Think about accomplishments? Think about, think about how thinking is slowing me down. Continued after I woke up. Picture and feel what would turn me on. Don't think, see. So I thought about what I should see and how it should look. I don't know what's up with these weird interruption meditations. I was being distracted by the images of my thoughts. It's a space where coming out usually means forgetting what was going on so it's lucrative to stay until a conclusion is reached distraction distract them you got crying you got that crying people comedy me I make them laugh so hard that they cry them no you're as funny as people crying <laughs> that was a terrible thought also my contact is very itchy like eyelash on the contact itchy and it made me cry and my nose run. Then my thoughts were like, also, you got tweets. You got to tweet this dumb joke about crying laughter. Not crying laughter, but laughter at tears. 
This is a retweet of <laughs> a guy named Jeff Jaquez. Jeff Jaquez. Quiz. Yeah. He uh, did a sexy picture of Bulbasaur. Yeah, a thick Bulbasaur. <laughs> thick Bulbasaur. I mean, he did a good job. <laughs> he draws web comics. And then Bulbasaur. Uh, <laughs> Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur added him saying, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> Oh my god. That's like hilarious. <laughs> yeah, this is why I want Twitter. <laughs> I used to really hate the physical world, y'all. Am I really changing my tune? Did it take this long to really get into the Jesus heart chakra? And not that I'm he- and now that I'm here, I've turned to Jew leaf. A Jew leaf, lol. Jesus was a Jew. Anyway, fuck the Demiurge. <laughs> Y'all sitting over here like some unimpressed motherfuckers at your nephew's wedding. Like, I knew <laughs> I knew this nigga would marry a white girl in the sun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to just type out my breakthrough, but my mind keeps thinking, the block is hot, the block is hot, hot, hot. The block is hot, the block is hot, hot, hot. And then coming up with dumbass jokes instead of my thoughts. Because Twitter feels unsafe and... And these little small simple games of causality... Simple... Simple... And these little small simple games of causality sometimes matter the most. I can't be losing the causality... I can't be losing these causality games. Not in the heart chakra as Jesus, my boy. Not as the partner of the Demiurge. Fuck the Demiurge, by the way. But with Yahweh on my side. Hashtag yo. Also, I can perform a legit psychic shield now. Like, if I could get to the point... uh, Like, if I could get to the point, I could talk about that shit. Okay, if I can get to the point, I could talk about that shit. I created my own vehicle, but for some reason don't want to tell you how. I wonder if future robots will be able to partner with the Demiurge too. Long sidebar, long, long sidebar short. I got the keys, the keys, the keys, but don't want to start shit. Ooh, dumb joke in the face. I can't be losing these dumb small games of causality when I got so much shit going for me. I will go back to where I left off. To go to sleep. Hashtag yo. I realized in order to have ASMR and turn myself on at the same time, I'd have to use my brain to ASMR and not to think about turning myself on. I also realized seeing and feeling could override thinking, so I thought about what I should see and how I should feel. It was at this point I allowed my knowledge from my visions that I'm writing the books about to assist me in my quest to build kundalini in the visions whenever i would be stuck or tasked with being two places at once i would simply split myself into man and woman in the visions my feminine side is my intuition and can manifest in most any form the most popular being a woman or a sword i brought her into the physical and had her hug me i would have never brought my feminine side into the physical in the past. This place is dirty. This place dirty. (laughs) 
I had my feminine side pressed up against me seductively, and I found my own definition of self-motivation, how to turn oneself on. It worked. I began building desire while being able to do the ASMR thing on command. I felt accomplished, and the operation went further. Kundalini is supposed to be built, stored, and cycled, so, as I was driving and listening to my favorite music, I attempted to sustain my desire and rhythmic ASMR. My feminine side became less the shape of a seducing shadowy woman and more the shape of a covering shadow. Oh shit, I can make a legit psychic shield now, my brain and thought said, cutting me off from the rhythmic ASMR and making my feminine side flicker or get weaker. Like damn, balance is hard, yo. I can't even be distracted by what I'm doing in order to do this. Hashtag yo. It was during this break in building that I explored what my feminine side could do now that she was partnering with the Demiurge. I saw her come from my crown chakra like the light comes from a projector. Like my, like my crown chakra was a hologram producer, I projected her here. Part of me feels like I should just continue the story. Part of me is like that story is over. Part of me wants to explain the difference between immortal time loop me and this new demiurge partner Jesus Christ, Jesus heart chakra me. And now I'll be able to do all of them. You know how you can read an instruction book twice and get different results? Maybe a cookbook is the best reference. Well, a me who hates the fucking dirty demiurge and the physical world as a whole would never make a physical psychic shield. A mental one, definitely. Well, the first reading of instructions led me to create what was a, what was like a clear bubble of a psychic shield. No personality nor cool shapes, and it was powered by thought. Second time, it was now a shadow, and I didn't have to think about it, because it's got personality and shapes. As far as what psychic shields are used for, the thought one... The thought one kept thoughts I didn't want out. I decay what the physical one is about yet. Excuse me. Other than using it to power my desire, other than using it to power my desire and build Kundalini, I was curious to see if it could heal or something. In my experiences, the demiurge in his bag of tricks is usually some bullshit. I can't imagine my feminine side on the physical being as cool as... Okay, while I typed, I imagined it. Yeah, I could imagine, but do I know? <laughs> anyway, I was sitting there driving and getting unbalanced and unaligned when I saw my feminine side press against my chakras. You press against them like you press wet clay on a pottery wheel, pushing them aligned and keeping them balanced. My ASMR had yet to return. I was thinking about what I was seeing and how I could use myself to accomplish my goals. Then, all chakras back in order, I see my feminine side reach to my head and massage my brain. ASMR back like with vengeance. My shadow self playing my brain and desire at the same time. My album, False Alarm, begins to take a new meaning. Masculine, feminine, and desire and balance and love. 
My shadow self pressed up against me and built. Wait, my shadow self presses up against me, and we build some goddamned energy. Feminine side gets me going, then expands in shadow cloud around me, a vortex or a boris. The correct word for vortex was supposed to be Taurus. From double helix into a rollover halo wave, lol scientifically. I had to YouTube him to get the words I wanted. I know why there's such a huge space right here. Yes. Okay, there it is. There's a video there. The structure of smoke energy. Kind of want to play a little bit of it. I like his uh, terms for like fucking like uh, vortexes and like it's a five-minute video. It's clockwise when it's counterclockwise, so they lock. This is how electrons lock because all energy is a scroll, a bend in a wire that forms a spiral hmm. and so it is a scroll all energy comes in a scroll imagine a scroll in your hands with two round bits on the edge roll towards the middle and then twist the top one half turn and you have smoke travel and then the top two parts of the roll would spin around into a circle and then go upwards and the energy would follow the scroll. Smoke is an extremely simple scroll with not a lot of information, which is why it's just a very loose scroll. In an atom, um, depending on how easy they are to take apart with excess energy, tells you how circle with your two horns which is the Aleph of God and Habakkuk 3.4 original Hebrew states that from God's hand protrude two horns and this is the hiding of his power. Well this is energy travel and the matter is showing it. This one's actually even nicer to look at. Um, on my paper there it says there may be more double H twists here and as you can see there is a figure eight but again it goes into a double helix at the top and passes through each other to leave two horns. So in this picture, we've got what I've got, plus we've got the eternal figure eight in the middle, which is double helix travel. It sounds like some real scientific, like, energy travel shit. But also, I have a friend who's like a scientist or some shit, and like, he's, he's explained how... I like what he's talking about might not be specifically true but I I am still iffy on the information I don't know if I should believe like science shit or this shit cause like the way he explains it he's got like evidence about like all his his findings and shit right. like the what he's explaining he found like plants grow in that shape like fucking everything is in like some weird ass double helix energy flow shape and shit. Right. And like it's uh the evidence I mean, is mounting. 
Well, yeah, evidence is definitely compelling. That's what usually where I go. I understand your yeah. your predicament because science is also evidence based. But at that point, you just gotta make you know personal decision, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it comes down to preference of understanding. True. True. Alright, gonna go back into the story. Gonna go back into the story before explaining most of it. Alright. Since I decided to partner my feminine side with the Demiurge, I have also figured out out of body travel so famous with these physical loving psychics. I think I would, <laughs> supposed to be I think I would, have never been able to do. Oh, a thing I would never be able to. <laughs> a thing, not a thing. Okay. A thing I would have never been able to do is a hater of most things physical. It's a real physical thing to get out of the body and then see the physical world. Like, what the fuck? Why? Go travel some unknown shit. Earth is so demiurge. LOL. But now I am here and I'm going through the physical minutiae. Why can't I see my body laying in my bed when I travel? A lot of my travels include a third-person view of the thing I'm connecting with as myself. I can see the third-person view thing coming out of my stationary body, but if I was the thing coming out, it would look like I'm imagining something leaving me. So, with the conundrum I said, wait, what if what I see coming out of me is the motion of me leaving myself? What if the thing I see coming out is really just my stationary body as I rise out? And this exercise of going from third person view into first person view is wow. I decided to use something now newly familiar, my feminine side shadow self. And the exercise goes, imagining her leaving your body now switch places. Now imagine her leaving you in a different orientation. Now switch places. The orientation is the best part. Prove it, nigger. Prove time travel and space travel and travel, travel and energy niggers. Eat a dick, proof. <laughs> now I am again a beginner in this demiurge partnered reality, ready to work on building, story, cycling, real physical kundalini actually gaining current on earth and I've got a fucking tight vehicle to travel in my feminine side can hold my awareness and take it different places maybe one day I too will be able to remote view I'm gonna work on sending my feminine side places and then sending my awareness into her growth growth immortal me does not judge but may very well be laughing at all the times I thought this type of groundwork was below me. Below me, Demiurge. Fuck the Demiurge. Let's do some physical works in this bitch. Woo! I have a retweet of the Hug Fairy, which just says Hug. See what she was replying to. <laughs> the Hug Fairy is most likely a bot. I said a, I had a tweet that said. In the visions, my feminine side is my intuition and can manifest in most any form. Most popular being a woman or a sword. I brought her into the physical and I had her hug me. 
would have never dropped the physical place dirty. I remember. Hug fairy was like hug. Probably. Yeah, they they see like random ass. It's like their trigger word, like you say hug. There's a bot that uh. There's a Sparta bot. Oh wow. Oh well, it's probably. (laughs) This account is temporarily restricted. There used to be a bot like. Uh, where you type in this is madness into Twitter mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter what the sentence but if you have those words in that order this is madness then a bot would tweet you this is Sparta <laughs> <laughs> madness this is Sparta wow yeah see Reddit has a lot of bots like that <laughs> or I don't know you could just be like there's actually one really cool one like I'm hoping Twitter will learn like to use these kind of bots where they'll have like a stable bot so you have a video it's like real like shaky yeah and they'll be like uh someone will just type the exclamation point and then a staple bot go <laughs> and then it'll reply to them with the video version that's like more stable wow like it's incredible like what people are <laughs> have done like with possible on reddit like they that's made them pretty cool incredibly fucking useful like, yeah and there's like all types of other ones where it's like um you can get real quick like stats or whatever like a stat bot <laughs> and then nice. like whatever the stat you talk about it will like give you the stat it's real cool bots are fucking tight <laughs> bots are <laughs> bots are legit bots are, I fucking love them hell yeah uh, I thought it was just a few more okay that is just a few yeah. I'd like to mention that none of this is new but the documentation goes rather towards the idea that it is real the poor, poor people who had to go through this shit before the new age. Poor, poor versions of myself trying to work the frequency while slayed. This is America. I'm enlightened as fuck. Was immortal, but now I'm just young. Doing the work. Solving coagula. Being a god. Being a man. Being the world. Taking a stand. Blood on my hands. Not good nor bad, man. All of the reality. Unspoken casualty. Hashtag yo. Dude. That was dope. Cool. That was uh, like a, a weird like a pun on <laughs> This is America by Childish. Right. <laughs> I am just an icon living. It does feel dirty though. The fact that I think progression somehow includes and is facilitated by the goddamn Demiurge. Like maybe that part of myself isn't as bad as I thought I was. Also I should finish the day Billy fell off the cliff. I got all the science and stuff ready. But also the same feeling of needing to finish and create the current is also the same feeling of needing to go to work and make money. Make current and they compete. Uh, When ways of of building current compete, I usually decide to do none of the above. Or the third option which is what I've already done. Meaning, my energy level is so high that I've done the third option and still have energy for the first two options. Maybe I can do everything. Tweet content, tweet content, then write my book, then also go make some money. Kundalini powers activate, lol. I should open real books about this shit. Look at me, I'm a natural. Spontaneous combustion. (laughs) 
What I really want to do is go on my Facebook fan page and find the perfect tweets to share with the Facebook world. My Facebook fan page is fb.com forward slash I'm not just me. <laughs> like my page, y'all. I'm enlightened and also a zombie and also a time lord and everything and also everything and nothing, all itself. Typed 105 words today. It was a mindful. <laughs> like the video, scientific studies, last week tonight, John Oliver. I actually watched that today, you watched, uh, five hours ago. <laughs> you watch, um, wait, wait, wait. Did he make, um, what's today? Yesterday's video was scientific studies? I doubt it. I think I was watching old videos. Okay. Okay, I was making sure because I wanted to joke about scientific studies, and I was like, "Oh fuck! I hope he didn't like destroy it <laughs> like he usually does." I got nervous about me. Okay, if I just started watching his show like today, like I watched maybe like seven clips on YouTube, like twenty-minute clips. I'm pretty sure the whole show is longer than that, but not much. Like I think his whole show is half an hour. Okay, and that segment. Is like the the meat of it. So like, if you're just watching YouTube, you're getting pretty much the shit. Cool. There is like a that's half the show pretty much. I I think I think it's like forty minutes. He does like one half where it's catching up with the news, and then he has one segment where it's dedicated to like one topic. But yeah, it's a dope show. I've been, I've been watching for a while. Nuts. He's killing it. He's crushing it. That's what I hear. But I just now got on it. <laughs> he is fucking destroying the game. Dude, <laughs> go go look at like as many of his stuff as you can. Like, and I mean, literally, he's a master. Like from the beginning, the time he sits down and starts talking about that thing to the last second of the video, yeah. he manages to keep your attention, and he knows how to do it well. The ones I've seen were really good. I saw uh, one about Venezuela, one about uh, that. Like she saw the one that ended with like a uh, Steve Buscemi tap dancing. Yeah, and yeah, then it just got that. more and more ridiculous <laughs> as he was talking. Like that I was love the it. the Doctor Oz one. Yeah, yes. <laughs> he <coughs> like the way he ends it is always like in a spectacular fashion. It always ties in what he's saying and like it's a brilliant show. Like I love it. It is like if I had to before I saw that show, if I had to like culminate everything I wanted to do, like with my writing. That was it. But like, no, I'm like, ah, well, he's doing that, so. so yeah, I feel like there's always space for more shit, though. Always, but you know, you gotta be original. Have you heard of a uh, No You Shut Up? No You Shut Up? Yeah, it's a uh, Paul F. Tompkins and Puppets. Nah. <laughs> Pretty great. <laughs> like, he has a. Yeah. Well, it was. It was on, like, CISO or something or other. Oh, okay. Maybe IFC. I, I don't know what it was on. It was an independent thing. Yeah, now all of them are on YouTube. Can I get a picture? There's, like, three seasons on YouTube. Um, shut up. Got Doug Benson, Paul Shear, John Hodgman, Horton Lapkiss, Chris Gethard. I think I know um, Doug Benson. Not many others. Yeah. It's uh, pretty hilarious. It's What's it like about? It's uh, about news and shit. Oh, so it's, yeah, it's talk. Well, not talk shit, but. It's up the alley of last week tonight. Like late, late night. 
Oh, this one's nine sec 19 seconds. Perfect. Yeah. Jen Kirkman. I'll fucking love Jen Kirkman. This Thursday on No You Shut Up, comedian and not famous chef, Jen Kirkman. Why not introduce me as just comedian, Jen Kirkman? Because you're not a famous chef. No one likes a liar, Jen. I never said I was a famous chef! Exactly. No You Shut Up, Thursdays at 10. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like that most of the time. Alright, I like how <laughs> it's punchy, it is like it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm checking Facebook. Okay, uh, see where we are at time. Two hours in. Going to flip a card about the tweets and then do a little explanation and then spiritual warfare, which is the card game. Okay. Then we end this shit. How's the crow toast that? What you think about that set? We get the Prince of Swords. I said set instead of. <laughs> tweets anyway. <laughs> Prince of Swords is a uh, maybe the water side of swords? I don't know. It's green. Could be the earth side of swords. Either way, swords are intelligence, also known as the wind. <clears throat> so Points of swords. The out of body travel is the thing that I'd like to to get into. I like the idea of the uh, third person into first person. It's like a. like a perception game really like uh, if if like a person could imagine like maybe like a ghost of them or something that moves out of them and like not exactly physical or not exactly like you know like completely detailed or whatever just a just like a shadow if you can even imagine a shadow then you could do the perception game of imagining that your stationary body is the shadow that moved. And then, so your awareness is now different than where you're sitting. And like, that's how I uh, kind of explained that. But there's also the cool um, logical side of it to where like, I'm sitting straight up right now but if I imagine like myself laying down or whatever in third person so like there's an image above my head of uh, laying down so like to switch into that position I'd have to like be at a different angle to see myself in like that type of position which would be like huh, where, where would I have to be maybe like behind myself or some shit but like also facing in a weird direction <laughs> like it's, it's cool shit with orientation so like if you are laying down and then you see something coming out perpendicular 
then that means like you're perpendicular to your, yourself like actually like looking down instead of the other way around so it's like uh, I don't know hard to exactly explain but it is a concept that is reachable and like practicable huh. out of body experiences right? yeah I mean I definitely feel close to the, the concept now <laughs> before yeah. I was just like I couldn't grasp it but I see what you said yeah but I uh, never really had like out of body experiences like that that are related to as out of body experiences like I always had shit that was in like the daydream portion of my mind ah. so like that's at a, at a certain point I started to believe like out of body shit isn't real and like all this physical magic shit that they talk about isn't actually real because there's like almost <coughs> no evidence of it but there are people who can remote view which is like they usually have like a, a double blind experiment or whatever where they send the psychic to a certain spot with like an envelope and then they send another person to a certain spot and then they have the psychic explain where the person is and so like the psychic will draw a picture or he'll say a few words like oh there's a brown clock where he's at and like a body of water and then like they usually end up being pretty much on point okay. so like it's a, it's a cool thing um, but I was like you know like I don't see like how the fuck like, if you can travel, like, why would you just go to Earth? Like, why wouldn't you, why, why wouldn't you go to, like, space and other dimensions and shit? But, like, yeah, now I'm, like, <laughs> realizing, like, that maybe it's got, like, a, a usefulness or, I don't know, maybe it's just cool to know. Or, I don't know, maybe it completes it. Yeah, you completing the circles and shit. Sure, sure. I mean, for me myself, I've never been much uh, into the spiritual. I've never tapped into that that nature. I've always sensed that there's something deep in the, than the physical world. It's always that all I've known, so I never bothered yeah. with anything else because I was dominated by religion for so long. My yeah. mind's just stepping out of that. Yeah. I was into religion for quite a while myself. Yeah. I think that kind of helped with me uh, being in the religious aspect of like hell was a big thing for me figuring out like for myself what what I thought hell meant and like why it existed and shit and, like its purpose mm -hmm. so like I think that drove me to my visions actually where I was like really like ruminating on on like what hell would be and like why and then I ended up in like a fire land or whatever and like I do a joke about it but it's like real not PC no. it's like cause it's about 4chan and like oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it connects with 4chan and like prescribing to names bless you and like they call each other the most horrid shit Oh boy! And then out of context, they're or just like if you don't know about it going into the bit, then it's it just sounds like I'm saying a bunch of like fucked up shit. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, you want to make sure you quote 4chan hard. You want to make sure you get their link to the sources on that. Like, this is a quote. E. From them, yeah, 4chan is a very dark and evil place. And uh, I hesitate <laughs> to uh, even draw a line to myself in that place. E. That bit used to be great, though. Like, uh, man. <laughs> It's like my first time I explained like one of my visions or whatever, but I kind of added shit to it. But it, I don't know. Either way, like that's the uh, the landscape of my book that I'm am uh, writing currently called "The Day Billy Fell Off the Cliff." Eats oh. where he's in like a fireland and shit. And like I also had a vision of the waterland, and there's also other places. But like eventually he's going to get to like most of those places right, right now he's like in the fireland trying to figure out how to time travel and shit mm-hmm. Dude. it's a novel or yeah okay. well pretty much ever uh, pulled up so it's 94 pages so far on a google document that dude yeah so this is gonna be your next uh, book. Was uh, your dirty niggas your first? Yep, yep. First book. And now, dude, <laughs> I can't wait. I want to see this one too. It's it's fucking legitimate. I think of it as like a how-to in astral travel. Mm-hmm. So like, I hope people read it and they're like inspired to travel the astral world and shit, and like have like a an idea of how to progress and shit instead of just like looking at shit not doing anything there like being like oh shit if I could do this then that means I can do that and like if I could do that then that means I could do this and like making the connections yeah so like that's what my character does he makes connections like on the spot because he's like the, the hero or whatever MC yeah Feel like there's one more thing to explain. Self motivation being turned on. ASMR. Feminine side. Bulbasaur. I actually have ASMR too. Yeah, that shit's tight. Yeah, but. Oh, being in the the heart chakra, which like I. I made like a decision or whatever at, like towards the end of the time loop that I had like two to three years ago. I don't even know. It was whatever. Anyway, during the end of that shit, I was like, I'm going to go back into instead of being immortal, I'm going to be a mortal and then like go into the heart chakra in order to find love and whatnot. So like the main goal was to like find find a partner or whatever in the heart chakra love version of myself but it seems like my path has led me quite far not far from but this is like feels like another direction but it's probably all just the same direction anyway into physical works instead which is like the heart chakra corresponds to earth itself so it's like 
pretty much put myself in the position to do some physical works like writing books and like working on psychic shit and producing a fucking psychic shield and shit like yeah, it's weird as fuck but it's something I mean I don't know I don't know how to comment to it that was just enlightening Yep, that's pretty much it. Alright, uh, so I have to offer you, would you like to play the Spiritual Warfare, aka Tarot Card Battle Game? Sounds would interesting, you, let's do it. <laughs> you do not have to play, let me explain that uh, it is a game uh, where each player plays for their, for their opponent's soul. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like betting souls, and you, if you think you win, then you win. That's the main event. I usually play with my listeners. I'll, uh, or the game kind of goes like you shuffle your deck, you f- flip a card, just like battle with normal playing cards. So, like any. Oh, this doesn't have a number. Oh, it does have a number. This is number one, Ace of Swords. So, like the other. The listener or whatever would have their own tarot deck. They would flip a card. I'd come up with a scheme using this card to gain their soul. And they would come up with a scheme with their card, hmm. or they could just say, I win, which uh, uh, we realized last episode from like, uh, that, sh- that movie is a big daddy or something where the kid's like playing a card game. He's like, what's this game called? And he's like, I win. Uh, like no matter what he flips, he just wins. <laughs> I think it was big daddy actually. <laughs> it might've been that. I-, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah, but like that's pretty much the game. And I like doing it. I like uh, like almost every episode, maybe like 40 out of the 80 episodes, I play Spiritual Warfare at the end. And listeners have the opportunity to win my soul. Uh-oh. I'm like an endless fucking time loop because it's recorded. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. And if you want to play, then we'd both get a deck and then we'd flip a card and just come up with a scheme and then flip another card come up with a scheme there wouldn't be any declared winners because if you think you win then you win right so there's like the paradox aspect jesus christ <laughs> okay so it sounds really interesting i really want to but i'm not i'm not sure right now or today but if you have me back definitely cool cool all right well you shall play with the audience we shuffle in the deck, spiritual warfare, it's real card battle. Win yourself some soul on you tweeted, you mean it. <laughs> Alright, shuffle and flips. Flip adjustment. Uh, trump card number eight. Uh, it's a person with a sword and the Libra scale. Actually, I think that card is the Libra card. Um, with adjustment. How would I use adjustment? I would offer you balance in return for your soul. Haha. Alright. We're shuffling again. 
And one, two, three flips. I flipped the Princess of Cups, which is a lady with a cool flowy dress and a clam and a bird. <laughs> Cups are usually emotion, uh, water emotion, so with Princess of Cups. Hmm. This is a difficult one. I feel like you may be just trading happiness for your soul and or emotional emotional control but I'm uh, getting tired of the trading things maybe we'll get a better card next time to where I don't have to trade anything right. force it out <laughs> <laughs> alright one two three flips we get works, three of discs. Uh, well, since I don't want to trade, I will come up with the explanation of um, with this card, I would take away your works and hold them hostage until the soul was given, which is like a different situation <laughs> than trading. <laughs> since I have the power of works, Oh man, I used to have some like real cool intricate like ideas with the spiritual warfare. Right. Like one time I had a uh, like uh, failure or something. I flipped failure and I was like, okay, so your plan would end up in failure, so I would win. <laughs> <laughs> like that's some cool causality mind game shit. <laughs> Alright, that's nice. been Spiritual Warfare. Hope you guys have your fill of soul. <laughs> uh, anything you want to plug or anything? Uh, not really. New Orleans Comedy Scene is dope. Hell yeah. here, check it out. It's fucking amazing. This has been AJ Bell with me, Byron Broussard. Uh, I was about to say to you, Facebook or Twitter handles, but <laughs> just Facebook. AJ Bell, Google search it. If the Wikipedia page doesn't come up, you fuck. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, uh, I can be found on I'm not just me dot com. It's the website. Uh, Byron Broussard, your host, aka Lord Blackrocker and Lord. Wait, no, Blackrocker on Twitter. Blackrocker Twitter, Lord Blackrocker Instagram. Instagram still not active. But one day. Anyway, this has been episode 82 and or 3. I don't even know for sure. 82. 82, cool. Yeah, it is 82, definitely. This has been, you tweeted you mean the episode 82 Strawberry. Uh, tune in next time when we take over the universe. Uh, <laughs> Fight me for that one. <laughs> I want a slice. Hell yeah. Slices for all. Uh, you can't end like that. <laughs>